This podcast is brought to you by Cougar Radio. What's going on, Cougars? This is Ray Torsha. Welcome to another week of the Torch Report. Today we welcome our superintendent of schools, Mr. Michael Harrington. Mr. Harrington was a three-sport athlete at Seaford High School where he played football, basketball, and baseball and also received all-county honors in all three sports as well as being receiving all Long Island honors for basketball. Mr. Harrington attended Providence College where he played Division I baseball. He had played as a shortstop during his freshman year. Then in the following years, he moved to the outfield where he excelled. He received academic All-American in his junior and senior year and was the team captain senior year. He received the Mal Brown Award, an honor annually to the male athlete whose career of intercollegiate competition portrayed sportsmanship, courage, and honor. After college, he signed a semi-professional contract with the Clarksville Coyotes and started making a small salary of $700 a month. Prior to serving in his current position in the Belmore Merrick, Mr. Harrington served as his district's assistant superintendent for curriculum, principal of Mepham High School, and assistant principal of Calhoun High School. Please welcome our superintendent, Mr. Harrington. Thank you so much, Ray. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for two weeks now, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for having me, and I want to thank you know Preston and Cougar TV for all you do for this community. It's really one of the programs that I'm most proud of. Yeah, so we finally got this going on. How are you, f- you feeling? Fun today? Feeling good. Excited. This is, uh, I've been waiting all day. You know, I've been looking forward to speaking with you, and uh, you know, talking sports, I'd rather talk about your career than my career, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get after it. Quite the resume here, so I'm excited to jump into it. Can you talk us through your experience playing three sports in high school? At what age did you start playing each sport, and why these sports? Um, I, st- I started playing all three fairly young. Um, I actually grew up in Florida, in Pompano Beach, Florida. We moved down there because my father had opened up the batting range and was had tryouts here and there with the Texas Rangers and uh, the Montreal Expos. Um, the three sports were... Definitely a reflection of my father's career. He played three sports in high school as well, football, basketball, and baseball, and then ended up playing baseball at Southern Connecticut. Um, so as a young kid, probably around five years old, baseball and basketball, uh, definitely, and then flag football. I didn't start playing tackle football until seventh grade. So, you th- And these were all, when did you move to New York? So I moved to New York in third grade. I was eight or nine years old. We moved back here um, to be closer to family, and uh, and send, I attended uh, Seaford schools. Okay. So how was how were your seasons at Seaford High School throughout the three sport? Because you were an all county kid. It in was all three sports. You know, it was it was easier back then. Yeah. Um, it's not like it is today. So you know, three sports meant you know you picked up your glove in March and you played all through the summer, and then put on the football equipment, you know, in late August, and you picked up the basketball in November. You know, nowadays to play three sports, it's it's really difficult, you know, because of travel, because of the commitment to play all year round. And if you want to play at a high level, you really have to commit, and it's hard to do. Um, So back in the day, you know, three sports, I I look forward to it. Seaford High School is a fairly small school, uh, conference four today. Um, And uh, typically back then, you know, if you were an athlete, you did play three sports. Yeah. So being a three-sport athlete, what made you choose baseball in college? Because, like I said before, you were all-county, all, all county, 
in all three. You went all on Long, all Long Island in baseball. So were you the best at it? Or? It was probably you know what basketball is my favorite. Sport. Well, not true because high school football to in my my mind is really is nothing compares to that. Um, and it was tough to 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 leave uh, football career in senior year. So that's never easy to do. But basketball was always my favorite sport. Uh, when it came time look to look for college um, and to decide what sport to play, it was probably the most realistic sport that I would be most successful in. Yeah, I think definitely football and, and basketball are probably the two harder ones. I think more kids from Long Island definitely go either lacrosse or baseball paths. So 100%. Yeah. So in college, you switched from shortstop to outfield. What was the, what was the move? Well, it was a move because of a man named John McDonald. So John McDonald was a junior college transfer. He transferred in my sophomore year. He came from Connecticut, Avery Point, Connecticut. Johnny Mack came in, um, was a thousand times better than I was, ended up getting drafted by the Indians and had a 16-year car uh, career in the major leagues. So there was really no, no choice at that point. I, you know, it was to go to the outfield or uh, sit in the dugout. Um, but uh, <coughs> I moved out to the outfield, um, was able to get a starting job, you know, sophomore year, and then uh, you know took a liking to it. Yeah. So having guys like that that played in the MLB, do you kind of is do you learn from them? I mean, he was he was a year, two years younger than you. Do you learn from them, or do you kind of? Yeah, how he does was. That work out? You know, he we had a we had a bunch of guys actually go on and play. Uh, there was a shortstop before I got there. Lou Maloney played for the Red Sox. Um, one of my I roomed with Johnny, but I also roomed with another guy, Pete Tucci, who was a first round draft pick for the Blue Jays. So there was a lot of talent. You know, it was one of the, one of the eye openers. You know, you come from Long Island, and all county, all Long Island means absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, because there are guys all over this country who are really incredibly talented, and uh, you know, you learn pretty quickly. Um, you know what the competition is like when you go to the yeah. next level. At Providence, that is a smart school too. So how was your role as a student athlete there? It was tough at the beginning. It was a it was a tough adjustment. Yeah. Um, it you know time management. You know, you really have to stay focused. You have to, you know, plan your weeks ahead, uh, especially in season. You know, you know, there's always a fall season, which is a little lighter, and the winter is all, you know, working with the strength coach. But when you're in season and traveling, you know, throughout the week and every weekend, um, you really have to, you know, remain committed to your academics. It's, it's, it's not easy to do. It's a little easier after you get through your freshman year. Any of your, like, professors, knowing, like, you're on a sports team, would they ever, like – cut back deadlines or anything like that or they they were f they gave you more flexibility yeah. at times definitely they worked with you um you know listen the advice i give to any college student is you know if you if you can find the courage to go speak to your professors with any concern or any need they're going to really respect that you know i you know i thought that was a lesson that my father taught me pretty early on you know if you have a question or you have an issue go speak to the professor it shows you're interested in the course and yeah, they like that so back to the re recruiting process, did you have any other looks from other schools in baseball or football or basketball? Or so football, there was uh, I was actually recruited by St. John's to play football and baseball, um, and then a couple other smaller schools for football. Not basketball, Cortland, um, Oneonta, and then baseball, though, it came down in the very end to Columbia and Providence College. Um, and that was a tough, tough choice. I, I, I don't. I think I decided on April thirtieth, you know, yeah. uh, on to, yeah, yeah. to go to Providence. And people thought I was a little crazy because I got an incredible deal from Columbia University. It was an Ivy League, and I wanted to play Big East baseball. So that was the reason why you chose Providence. Or? 
It was, and it was a better fit. You know, yeah. on the recruiting trips, I just felt like I gelled better with the guys on the Providence team, yeah. and it was a better fit for me. And you know, I ended up developing lifelong friendships that I just cherish. I mean, yeah. that's one of the greatest parts about you know playing sports in general, whether it be high school or college. It's it's the friendships and the, the sense of belonging that you get. So you said St. John's offered you for football and baseball. What was you had no interest in both there? I thought it would be difficult because yeah. football there was D three. Well, maybe do, no, excuse me, one one A they called it back. Yeah, yeah. They don't have St. John's doesn't have football anymore, and then baseball would have been Division one. I. I just thought it would have been difficult, and I yeah. wasn't really interested in playing two sports. I always thought, yeah, I always thought it was tough because like every season for one sport you're still doing something, so I, it'd be tough to manage even in the off season for both sports. If you can go back to your athletic career, would you want to change anything or not? I guess there's always the question of like, you know, if I put more time in or worked harder, and I, I feel like I did. I put a lot of time in once I got to college, but I sort of look at sports nowadays. If I just dedicated to playing baseball throughout, you know, and played travel ball year round mm -hmm. and hit all year round, you know, I wonder if things could have been different, but, you know, I, I don't regret a thing. So you did sign a semi-professional baseball contract. It was semi, semi, semi <laughs> professional, <laughs> just so you know. And it was six hundred and fifty dollars a month, not set, which is you know you couldn't even live off that even back yeah. back in the day. Yeah, take us through that experience. I'm really interested in that. I want to hear about. So, that. I actually, you know, I had a, I got lucky. I had a really good senior year, and I started getting attention from a lot of the major league teams and. My father and I thought I was going to get drafted, not early, you know, a, a late-round draft pick um, for the Phillies or the Tigers. And we waited. You know, it was three days in June back then when the draft took place. We knew it wasn't going to be the first day, and I knew it probably wouldn't be the second day. But the third day, we waited by the phone and waited and waited, you know, even to a point where I, was, I filled out a bunch of paperwork for those organizations, and the call never came. And it was devastating. Like, yeah. it, it rocked me. And... Uh, Fortunately, I had one of my buddies from Providence travel out to Tennessee, and he signed a semi-professional contract, sort of like the Long Island Ducks. And, you know, once I didn't get that call, he had spoken to his manager there, and they were actually looking for, at that time, an infielder. Um, so I, I came back into the infield eventually. Um, but uh, and I took advantage of the opportunity. I got flown out to Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, and it was a great experience. I mean, it was like you got a little taste. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. your only job – was to play baseball, yeah. and, like, you know, during the morning, you got up, you went to the, the weight room, you lifted, you took batting practice, you came back in the locker room, you ate lunch, you know, then you showered, then yeah, you got yeah. your uniform, then you played. It was just – it was it was really interesting experience. I actually did not play well at all <laughs> when I first got there. It was actually a little uh, embarrassing. Uh, so you did – did you room with your buddy from Providence? Or? No, I didn't actually. <laughs> this is a, I had actually had the room with – uh, an older pitcher on the team and his wife. So it was, a, it was a little strange, and I lived on an air mattress in this spare room, <laughs> um, which deflated every night. So I would wait, I would go to bed, and it was like blown up, and then I'd wake up on a hardwood floor, and it was terribly uncomfortable. It was actually nicer to be on the road and, and sleep in the hotels than, yeah. and than my apartment. How long was that contract for? Was that just for a year? It was actually a two-year contract. Um, but my, as I said before, my first... 32 at-bats, I got two hits. And the team was not doing well, and the manager called me into the office and said, listen, if you don't have a good weekend, we're going to send you home, and you're gonna, we're going to release you. And I remember calling my father and being like, you know, listen, I, 
failing at this. It's not going well. You know, I'm, I'm going to be sent home. And he's like, don't worry about it. Just go out, try and play loose. And I ended up going like five for five the next game and then, you know, two for three the next. And I got lucky. And uh, the manager said, we're going to keep you on. And I was able to finish out that season. However, the following year, um, Austin P University is a college. Our, our home stadium was on their campus. And they turned into a dry campus, which means they don't sell alcohol. And they wouldn't allow the Clarksville Coyotes to sell alcohol. So the organization itself is a business. You yeah, know, they yeah. sell refreshments, they, you know, and they wanted to relocate. So they were going to relocate to Chi uh, Chico, California. And I was planning on going to Chico. And at that point, I got a call at, from Island Trees School District asking me if I wanted to be a social studies teacher and a coach. And my father, you know, we sat down and we had a really, you know, honest conversation say, you know, you're making $650 a month. Yeah. You know, where's this going? You have a dream opportunity right now. You, you want to be a social studies teacher and a coach. He's like, so make a decision. And uh, I ended up making a decision to, uh, to go to Island Trees and start my career. How old were you at that point? 22. Yeah. It had to be tough to... It was tough. Yeah. It was tough. I mean, it was like... And it was sort of, the, it was sort of like, you know, yeah. realizing it's like that it's coming like to an end yeah. and... You know, and, and in hindsight, <laughs> it was totally the right decision. You know, it really was. I mean, you know, there comes a point where if I was going to get somewhere, I would have been there already. Yeah. And this was like, it was, a f it was a really fun, you know, year and a half. Was there any incentives in that contract or no? No, no none, none yeah. whatsoever. I mean, it was like, you know, it really was. It's comical when you actually look at the contract yeah. itself. I have, a, you know, a copy of it. It's, it's simply, you know, $650 a month. You know, and then I have to pay rent. I mean, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. paying out of pocket to play baseball. How much did your rent cost between that, you and your roommate? It was, you know what, they, they took most of it. I was only charged like $150 yeah. a month or something like that. Something, you know, they were just offsetting what they paid. Did you ever want to, so you were 22 at the time, did you ever, like, what was, before you got the call, like, what was your view? Like, were you trying to work towards making it to the majors or? I was, I was planning on, well, that was always a dream, yeah. you know, um, and then, you know, when you see guys that, you know, you play with for four years in college get chances and opportunities, you know, you think maybe it's a chance. I, you know, I don't ever think that the major leagues was in my future, but I definitely thought, you know, I'd play a little bit longer in the minors, um, you know, but things happen. Yeah. How many, yeah, like what was like the crowd like, like at those games those, and stuff? Those games were actually great. Yeah. So they actually filled their stadium, which is a small stadium, yeah, you yeah. know, similar to, like I said, the Ducks. Yeah. Um, like I went to a Rumble Ponies game like mm -hmm. two years ago and like it was cool atmosphere. Like It was awesome. Yeah. And, th and they had your people that attended the game every night. So they were like these locals that yeah. just sort of knew you and they'd call you, hey, New York, let's go, you know, and, yeah. and they really, it was a night, it was a really nice atmosphere. It was very family oriented. And, uh, you know, it was a pleasure to play at. It really was. So going from a semi-professional baseball player to an educator, what's the value in being a student athlete now? Oh, I think I think there's so much value. Um, you know, and, and we're lucky here in Belmore Merrick. You know, right now our participation rates in the middle schools, we have like 600 students playing sports in both middle schools, you know, like 1,200. And that's just like remarkable. Um, but I, I think, you know, student athletics – you know, student athletes have have this ability to connect to their school, and like I always say, like my job's not brain surgery; it's to to give opportunities so students feel like they're connected, like they belong, like they have purpose, like they get up in the morning and this is my purpose, this is what I want to do. And once that's there, like the rest just falls into place, you know. And I think there's real value in uh, athletics in uh, in high school.
So let's discuss your view as a fan, being a three-sport athlete. When you're watching games, are you Mets or Yankees guy? Or I'm a Yankees fan. It's been a terrible year. Um, it, it's been a terrible few years. I mean, I yeah. So it's been it's been disheartening. I've watched fewer Yankee games this year than I ever have. Yeah. What about the uh, Giants or Jets? So I'm a Giant fan. My son, who is a freshman in Oswego right now, um, he's playing baseball up there. Uh, he's a Jet fan. So. We battle, but I root for the Jets, too, when yeah, they're yeah. not playing the Giants. So what's your view as a fan? Like, when you're watching a game, even base, probably baseball, but, like, are you are you more of, like, a fan or are you more of, like, a coach at that point? Like, are you... No, I'm a fan. I, yeah. I, I, I love it. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I live for Sundays, and, yeah. you know, if, if we don't have a lot going on, because I have a ninth-grade daughter also uh, who's very involved in sports, um, so if we're not bringing her all over the place, uh, you know, I'd love to sit down and watch football on Sundays and... I love college hoops in March, and, uh, you know, I love baseball any time of year. So who is your favorite baseball player of all time, if you had to choose one? <laughs> I would say Derek Jeter. Yeah? Yeah. It, it was always Don Mattingly, uh, you know, growing up. Um, but Derek Jeter, to me, has just been, you know, he's, he's given me everything I've wanted as a yeah. fan. And I'm guessing Don Mattingly was kind of a guy you, like, looked up to almost? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Don Mattingly was a great first baseman for the Yankees, yeah. and uh, – Donnie baseball is, you know, was always uh, on in my house. My grandmother, actually, my father's mother, didn't miss one Yankee game. She had it on the radio every day in the kitchen, and yeah, uh, yeah it was great. All right, I think that sums up our uh, interview. Thanks for coming on. Good luck this weekend. Thank I, you. Uh, you know, you talk about being a fan. I'm a big fan of yours, and Thank you know, I'm, I love the, what you're doing here with the Torch Report. It's it's great. And uh, once again, to Cougar TV and Preston, just thank you for what you've done for this community. Um, it's just this program is second to none. So great job. Thank you. All right, joining us to talk a little sports is my broadcasting teacher, Mr. Seedman, back for another week. How you feeling? Great interview with Mr. Harrington. Yeah, it went well. That was that was a, a nice job. How are you feeling? Good. I'm I'm a little uh, sweaty, but I'm okay. so good. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Let's talk a little playoff baseball, a little regular season football. We're on weeks. Seven. Week yeah. seven. We're gonna be on week seven. Yeah, we're going to be on week yeah. seven. Week six didn't end too well for my Giants. Ended well no. for the Jets, though. Yep. What did you think about well, the Jet game? Um, it was an important win. Very big. I thought it was huge. Yeah, huge uh, win. Be three and three right now in the AFC is not a bad spot. I don't think, outside of I think Buffalo and Kansas City and Miami, everyone's either three and three or two and three. So uh, maybe the Ravens are four and two, but um. Of course, you look at back at it and think, like, we could have beaten Kansas City. We should have beaten New England. But Zach Wilson's getting better. The defense is terrific. You have a week off. Maybe write some new red zone plays so you can actually <laughs> score a touchdown. Um, but 3-3 three and three is good. No, I think, I think it's a great spot for them. Especially yeah. the defense just impresses me every single week. Every single mm -hmm. week I put on the Jets game, the defense always just finds a way to impress me. That They haven't allowed a second-half touchdown all season. I that think. third down interception mm -hmm. insane i know i mean jalen Hurts didn't play a great game the eagles didn't play a great game at but all that's but a credit but to that's the credit to the defense absolutely exactly. you know that yeah yeah your giants <laughs> had a rough one but tyra taylor it looks Ter good terrible Ter no you gotta <laughs> score it i don't know how you don't score at halftime how do you let you're on the one yard line at how does that happen and I then to end the game you're at the one yard I line know. why are you throwing a ball mm -hmm. why I mean it's an untimed down it's not you know but it's it, it also brings line. up the question about a saquon barkley again Right, like clearly he changes that team, yeah. And they're gonna have to decide what to do with his contract at the end of the season yeah. because he's going to want money, 
And that's they're also it. not in a great spot right now. They're one in five. Right. Do you give? Do you hand out that money where you could put it somewhere else? Right. Draft a running exactly. back in the third trade round. Trade him. Well, you don't trade him, but let him let him, let walk. him walk. And they uh, might trade him at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe. You know, get right. it, get, I a, don't know. get a third round pick or a second round yeah. pick. Trade a quarterback too. That's gonna be hard. No, I don't think. Let's talk some player baseball. Not gonna give up on him yet, Jones. What are you thinking? Baseball wise, yeah. or Jones. I ba- think the Phillies wise. are winning it all. That's what I think. They Phillies are very good. They're right hot. They're so are really the Rangers to, to win the first two in Houston. Yeah, no, it's pretty. Yeah. I know it's it's not that away, but to win the first two I games away like that. I also think that'd be a great matchup, the Phillies versus the Rangers. Why? Because you got great bats versus great. Great arms, you know. Yeah. So I think congratulations to former Yankee pitchers Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Navaldi. Yeah. So yeah. nice to see them Max in the Scherzer. playoffs. Uh, former Verlander. Max Scherzer, Verlander had a bad game though. Yeah, um, Phillies are good. Baseball's all about timing. Yes, exactly. and they're playing. I the it's best not baseball even baseball. Right it's, it's every playoff. Yeah, playoff. but we're in a sport that we're that at three hundred is average, right? Like you need to be on that streak where guys are hitting. 400 plus not 100 yeah. and and lower like and and <laughs> right yeah. and you just you've got to get hot at the right time yeah. and the phillies the everyone is playing well they're pitching well their bullpen is good has been killing it mm-hmm. just are you a bryce harper home. fan i'm a mets fan but i do like bryce harper i'm a fan of his yeah. i think he there's, changed just the game there's something about his confidence yeah. i like yeah, yeah, yeah even with the orlando arcia stuff like right you just got to respect that mm-hmm. and um it's it's tough because when you're a Mets fan, all he does is ever kill you because he was with the Nationals and then right. he signs a a ten year deal with the Phillies. But I think you just got to be a fan of his, especially if the Mets aren't in it. I mean, why not? You know. But I do think the uh, I think the Phillies got a good shot this year. You know. Yeah. And th- very often when a team makes the World Series and then they're they're back and. They make a run very often. Although the Rangers lost back to back, I think yeah. in like 2011, 2012. What didn't they lost to the Cardinals that one year? That terrible, terrible loss where Nelson Cruz Jr. misplayed the ball for in the outfield, and um, who was it that hit the big walk off home run? David I forget. Cruz. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that was one of the worst World that Series game losses. Seven. Right, and then they lost Game yeah. Seven. So that, that was, was one of the worst World yeah. Series. So they they'll try so to make up for that. Yeah. So and this is like w- this is what makes baseball great, right? Like you would yeah. never have predicted Phillies versus Rangers no. to start the season. You would have figured Dodgers or Braves, maybe of course the yeah. Mets, right? Yeah. And then you would have guessed like Astros, maybe the Yankees, maybe the the um, the Rays, yeah. something of that sort. But the parity in baseball. I think makes it great. The question now becomes, like how 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 hard do you try to win a hundred games and win yeah. the division when you can just go in as the wild card and 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 while it's extra games, sitting sometimes is worse in baseball. Yeah. And even the uh, the Braves manager, I forgot who it was. One of the wild card teams said they sat too long. Mm-hmm. Like the, you got to yeah. play. You right. Know? That's and that's the big thing. And then, of course, basketball season's coming up. Are you excited yeah. for that? Yeah. I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I'm st- I'll am still watch a couple games. I th- yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Knicks. I think they got a, they're a better team than they were last year. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. They're, they're not just a better team, but it's it's pretty much the same team. Yeah. And they've added a couple of pieces off the bench. So They're still just missing that star, though. I know. Yeah. They're missing that star, but... Um, Brunson's got to play. Brunson can be a star, yeah. and the the question is this season: Is he going to rise to the level of being a star, 
Um, is RJ going to pick up his game? And Quentin Grimes going to pick up his game? Those are, uh, I think, a lot of people are talking quickly, and of course I love quickly, but I'm more interested to see if Grimes can pick up and, and be a legitimate two guard. Um, and, and of course, RJ had a great summer playing for Team Canada, so um, I, I'm sort of counting on those two. Uh, you know this basketball. I think more than most sports, like you, you need continuity. You need yeah. to be playing with the same people, yeah. um, and and th- you know that that's largely why a lot of these national teams do better than Team USA because yeah. Team USA just puts together great players. But it takes time to 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 mesh and, and so forth. So I'm looking forward to it. Basketball season's back. Football's in. This is the best time. One of the best times of the year to be a sports fan. Even uh, did you see the drama with the Bucks and the uh, Giannis posted something and he tagged Chris Wood. Oh, I didn't it was see him that. dunking over Chris Wood. And, uh, Chris Wood was like, "When I see him, like, it'll <laughs> be." So All right, well, good like luck stuff when like you that. see him. I don't. Want, I, I wouldn't want to get in the way of uh, no. a dunk. Did you see the Victor Wembanyama dunk? Yeah, that was sick. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna change good. the game. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's anything better than him being in San Antonio with Greg Popovich. Yeah. I just think that's so exciting. He's almost like a Tim and Duncan. Yeah, yeah, and not just th- he doesn't really play like Tim Duncan, but the last time they had a star like that, they built yeah. a dynasty. So they'll, they'll maybe they'll build one again. Yeah. But. He's gonna he's going to be an interesting player to guard and 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 watch. So like tall and skinny too. I know he's tall, skinny yeah. guys, right? <laughs> He'll put muscle on. Don't worry. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You'll get him to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. Good good podcast today. Yeah, great podcast. I, I liked both sides. I think we got a good talk of sports. Interview was great, with Mr. Harrington. Yeah, thanks to Mr. Harrington. Great episode. All right, we'll do it again next week. <laughs>